0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is this shit my dad says? I uh, am Alex. This is Warren. He's my dad. He says shit. And joining us today yes. is a very special guest, a professional uh-huh. musician here <laughs> in Rochester. It is the one, the only. Oh, What's your stage name again? I'm not using it yet. Not using it yet? Alright, Elvis! Eugene wow. Green Jr. I'll use my whole government name. Yes, really? sir. Green wow, Jean, no.
1: Green Jean? Come on, no. Green, <laughs> Eugene Green. 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 Yeah, Eugene Green. Well, was like Mr. Green Jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember, uh, you know, Captain Kangaroo or not. Or no, Captain not kangaroo. at all. I'll be honest, not really. But there was a character in Captain Captain uh, Kangaroo. that was Mr. Green Jeans. So it's like green, jean, jean, green. And- yeah, good try, okay. good try. I'm stupid, what do you want? Hey, I'm <laughs> fucking old, what do you want?
0: And obviously, uh, if it hasn't already been clear, uh, we have a musician here today because we're talking about music throughout our lives. Uh, this is also my best friend, my brother, so... Almost six years. Oh, six fucking
2: years. <laughs> dear God. Well, you're a dear Godding. I I have oh. so many grays in my beard right now.
0: You've seen the gray in my mustache and hair. Yeah, the singular. Yeah, okay, I got gray more than all. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Off there. <laughs> uh, so, being able to see this individual grow up with his not just his music, but his style uh, is, I thought, would be a good idea to have onto the podcast.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, give right. another perspective of stuff, not just our our, you know, white bread or whatever you want to call it. Just our, I mean, perspective of it because a lot of the, a lot of. A lot of how you see music is through your mother and me. Yeah. Because that's how you got I know your influences from. Broadway,
0: that. I know country, I know Tedesky trucks, I know folk, I know rock. I know a lot of, a whole uh, spectrum of different um, uh, music styles. And it's because of you, because you and mom specifically, just because of the wide variety of music that you guys listen well, to.
1: Well, music is very major part of our lives and our family I mean it's it's there but I mean I myself I do not claim to be a singer I don't like I'm I'm terrible (laughs) the only closest I've ever gotten to being a musician is I played trombone when I was in fourth and fifth grade that's about it I can maybe do I can probably play hot cross buns again, maybe. That's about <laughs> it. But
0: so, you're, what you're saying is, get you a trombone for Christmas? No, dude, gotcha. <laughs> oh, me a trombone. Oh man.
1: But that's but that's the thing. For me, music is it's never been something I've been able to do or something I experience, and I, I feel I have a pretty good versatile, nah, versatile. Um, like I like different things in music. I like everything. I'm diverse with my music. I mean, if you go on my playlist, you'll hear everything from uh, Tedeschi Trucks, of course, all the way to like Selena Gomez. I mean, yeah.
3: come
1: on, nice. I'll play that, or, or it'll be country music, or it'll be jazz, or it'll be reggae, I'll have Bob Marley or something, it'll be something like that on there. Cause I'm all over the place. You're a
0: melting pot of music.
1: And then for me, it's just like, I don't care what kind of music it is, as long as it sounds good, it's quality. And yeah. I'm very, I'm a very, um, I'm attracted to, Different sounding voices, yeah. different sounding music. Mm-hmm. But voices are all the things that, like, I mean, that was one thing that originally when I was way back, like in the '80s, when I first got hooked up, hooked into country music. It was mm-hmm. the voice of Travis, Travis or Randy Travis, mm-hmm. that got me. Yeah, that's to me that country. was a from being from where I'm from, and we never really heard a lot of music country up here. And it was, that was like, wow, that's an interesting voice. The guy's Mm -hmm. singing through his nose and he's doing a lot of nasally stuff and he's got that deep, he's in that deep baritone some of the times when he's doing stuff. I was like, whoa, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And then some of the music, it's just, it was kind of catchy and stuff. So that, it was that type of thing. I was like
0: that with Bare Naked Ladies when you introduced me to Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, I love their unique type of uh, voice styles and melodies. And then Mom introduced me to Josh Groban and yeah, Kelly Clarkson. And the and rest is history. Exactly. I mean, you have the I operatic mean, voice of... Josh uh, Groban
1: has got the classic, you know, classic voice for singing. I mean, he can sing Broadway, he can sing pop He's songs. on. He's in Sweeney Todd right now. at right Sweeney now, yeah, Todd in Broadway. I think that's like his third third uh, show that he did, isn't second, it? A second. Because he
0: did uh, Great Comet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't Tosh think he... Pierre. I don't think he did anything else after that. He.
2: I don't think so. No. I think he took a little sabbatical and then um, went on tour with his music. His, uh, oh, yeah, because yeah. his last album. You know, didn't you sing good. with him? Sure did.
1: Look at that. Well, you that's came why we. To Darien Lake. That's why I yeah. was kind of glad we brought him on. <laughs> 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 but,
2: like, we didn't get much interaction with him. It was just. Now, the day was rough all together because I was having that issue with like breathing and stuff Yes. and it was the worst timing because concert have to sing Oh yeah. and so we get there we rehearse a little bit we rehearse with the musical director and the only time we see him is when we're on stage with him and so so we're like where is he we're in the back like is he near what's going on is one of these like trailers or whatever and then all of a sudden the concert started and he was just there we didn't see him moving or anything he was just there so as little interaction as possible, but it was a fun time, regardless, yeah.
1: Yeah, but you should say you are on stage with them and you sang. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. That's, that's something true. that's incredible. Yeah, I yes. mean, you got
0: that because of your connections with the theater community here in yeah, Rochester. Yeah, a friend of mine hooked me up, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're very active. You're doing a show right now. I try to stay as busy as possible. I go mad if I don't, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, what? You... Tell us about your musical endeavors, Um, (laughs) whether it be theater or just writing music. Well, that's the thing.
2: I've I've always had a love for music. Music came first. Music was my first love. And then theater came along eventually along the way. Mm -hmm. But I've been, according to my mother, I've been playing the piano since I was four years old which is just me banging on random keys, singing happy birthday incorrectly. Hey, um, it, it, it counts. But, uh, and then I started singing, singing when I was uh, six years old in the choir at church. And I wish I saw that video. My mom just like recording with like good old uh, camcorder. Oh. Recording with, I wish I saw that video somewhere. Um, but uh, ever since that, I told my dad, hey, I want to do this for a long time. Because I don't know, you remember that um, that little bit in purchase, we were staying together and I wasn't yeah. doing anything like musical or theatrical at all. Yeah. I was a liberal arts major and I was miserable. At Purchase miserable. we weren't able to
0: actually like audition for all these big Purchase shows because, because of like other reasons.
1: A lot of Well reasons. a lot of them was because they wouldn't let you at one point. or You couldn't do it unless you were that was your major. I was a yeah. BA
0: and I needed to be a BFA to be able to do that kind of stuff. See that,
1: that See not Yeah, but To <laughs> me it seems like that kind of restricts It restricts uh, creativity in other people because you guys go there specifically because you know that they have this program there but then they don't let you participate in it. It's Mm -hmm. like, what the hell?
0: I mean, and then I get, I talk with my advisor and she's like, you haven't done any shows or you're not auditioning for (laughs) any shows. So uh, you're not going to make it in this uh, department if you really want to be a, in the BFA program or you can look at your program and be like why are we making this more accessible
2: for our students to be what our motto is which is to like show your creativity yeah right come on. so
1: it's it's kind of counterintuitive to the whole yeah. process well that but that just goes to show you that it doesn't mean you don't really have to have a formal education for a lot of us. I mean so you see a lot of a lot of uh, I don't know kind of actors and not just actors actors in general but singers too that it's just a break that someone gets you. you're out there doing your own thing and then someone yeah. catches it or sees it or mm-hmm. like oh 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 you know that kind it's of it's all
0: chance like honestly. didn't zendaya do that zendaya did a few songs mm-hmm. first and then she was like mainly well she did disney channel she was a musician first she was in, and then
2: she said well i feel like she was a musician first and then like caught a gig in acting and then disney picked her up and was like oh my god this girl's great and then the rest is history for her too
1: well disney's good about picking up kids that can sing and dance, oh, yeah. and, sing oh, and, dance yeah. and act mm-hmm. too they mm-hmm. have they've got a, their group there that have a squeaky clean represent uh, Oh, Well yeah. they squeaky have a good eye game. for it. They have an eye yeah, for it. Yeah, they do. But you yeah, think of all do. the people they've gotten over the years, I mean, this goes way back to like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I'm talking I'm talking real old dude. We're talking Nat Punicello back in the fifties. Uh, they were that, you know, the, the Musketeers and stuff. They were mm, she was right. doing the same thing. She went from being a singing and doing on their T V show to be to be doing movies and stuff like that with mm-hmm. you know, with uh, you know, Frankie Avalon and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Yeah. But then you're like I said it's Britney Spears, you know, um um, Timberlake, he started. Timberlake, yeah, DisneyK yeah, too. they both were. But like yeah. Spears, part of Spears was. Yes, yeah, she was. Christina Aguilera
2: yeah. was too. Oh wow, they all were way at the bad. same time yeah. too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's like that kind of thing where they, I mean, just it's like a progression of them. Like, like the whole thing with like ah. Uh, uh. Oh, well, the whole thing <laughs> with uh, well, there's the, the whole thing with you got Selena Gomez, but then. People before that, like some of the, I mean, Nickelodeon's kind of had at that point, at one point, they were mm. doing the same thing because they had like Victorious and oh, those yeah, kids, I mean, they were mm. doing their kind of thing too, but see, that's a certain, only a certain amount of those
0: Nickelodeon stars actually took off. That's
1: yeah, well, Ariana Grande. That, well, yeah, she's yeah. like, like one the main of the example. Series. She
0: escaped Nickelodeon. Let's be honest. Yeah, she, she escaped. Did.
1: I mean, some of those ones, like I haven't heard anything from whatever the girl Victoria Justice. She ain't done anything since. She's but, She's doing. Mm,
0: she does. A, she she's does not doing smaller much. But she's doing smaller here, movies, there. like indie movies. But there's that,
1: that yeah. kind of. That kind of thing. They tried to do what Disney could do, and Disney just went did it way better for a while. Well, month.
2: that's because just Disney's got that step ahead. They've had it for a while. They've had it for years.
1: That mm-hmm. explains well. that tells you that Disney's that's why they they own everything now as it is. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon they're going to own they're, They have a monopoly, everything. don't they?
0: Huh? They have a monopoly right they're now. They have a the monopoly. Music it's like, on, even like
1: a, for, for they, they own Star Wars and they own Mar, uh, Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. but, you know, they didn't get none of the Sony shit. So. Yeah.
2: I was telling a friend. Or MGM. We're so going to wake up one day and just look at the TV and be like, Hi, this is the United States of America and you're watching Disney Channel. <laughs> at this point. Well, you should, but. At this point.
1: Unless you got, you, except you got that, it's going to get a little political, that asshole governor they have down yeah. there. Oh, oh my God. Fuck you, Ron DeSantis, you fuck asshole. You. I mean, mm. he's a he's a
0: damn. can so I can't believe This
1: person's actually running for president. People are actually wanting to vote for him. He's mm. a fat. He's a fascist who wants to burn books. Yeah. To me, that when you start saying anything about forget like, keeping people away from books, you lost me right then and there because yeah. books are the foundation of our entire culture. I think. Oh yeah. Because that's how that's how uh, at certain times that's how people would get thoughts across. You know, they would like. Like, uh, Thomas Paine, he would do his, like, little pamphlets. Mm-hmm. And he would get my people get go out and read them and stuff like that. And that's how, like, Alexander Hamilton, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of a of, uh, Broadway Hamilton, plays, yeah. Which <laughs> yeah. is a great... Fantastic I mean, musical. Lyndon Will Miranda's
0: done wonders for oh my. the music yeah. industry Well, in not just that, just
1: for interest in... People wanting to know more about Alexander Hamilton, History, too, yeah. Which it's is right kind there. of... That's the kind of cool thing about I it, mean, he kind of did that with
0: that. In the Heights as well, wanting to learn more about the... Uh, the Hispanic in, what, butter? Yeah, you know, the Puerto Or teach more about, uh-huh. like, the
2: culture of Puerto Rico yeah. and um, uh, uh, Hispanic New York City. Yeah. And the show takes place around the great blackout of New York City, too. Right, right mm-hmm. Which yeah, was yeah, the right. main focus of the show. And be like, what happened and all that stuff. So uh,
1: that kind of things that's what I, that's the things that I like to see, stuff like that. Stuff that's oh, yeah. not So, you know, esoteric or boring. But now like, it's oh. like,
0: how do you do a historical musical or historical... Mm-hmm. Uh, show and not make it Hamilton. Well, I know. that's the thing. No, you, do you don't. You they'll try that. so hard to make it Hamilton to make it catchy to make
1: it. Yeah, but then you're just gonna people are gonna see through that though. They'll see through that. People are gonna compare. Honestly, no matter what you do, you gotta do. You come up with your own thing, just do it. Don't exactly. worry about. What you're gonna people. be
0: compared to Hamilton. Either and
2: way. honestly, <laughs> honestly, it might have just like think of it like it's. Their way of opening a door for possibilities for future musicals like that to come.
1: True. Yeah, because well, so well, let's say they you're opened up, but you're compared to freaking Hamilton. That's mm-hmm. not a bad thing to be compared to, right? If they compare you in a good way. Yeah,
0: if it's a good way, it's like yes, awesome. Yeah, we, we've made it. And if but if yeah. it's like oh, uh, they are trying too hard to be Hamilton. Yeah, then, <laughs> then that's the yep. thing. But it's like a That's how I
1: get because I never saw we never I never saw the play until it came on Disney. But I've heard the the music was you got your mom was listening to it all the time because mm-hmm. I night mm-hmm. was added for you guys too.
0: Mom and I saw the uh, Spamilton down that's, in New York City. we were obsessed. That was so it funny though. Show,
1: for like
2: months on end until you saw it. That it
1: was, was hysterical. hysterical. It was
2: it's it's a very very funny show.
1: But see that that's the thing. And some of those things they spawn other things that are kind of cool, you know, and stuff like that. So it's, yeah. I mean, he's he's. He's really done a lot. with What he's done too. Lim he's Miranda. a very. He's, I mean, he's in the movies and all this other stuff now. He's like he's stuff. Disney's
2: loving him right now. Moana. He's done right stuff
0: now.
1: for. And He did yeah.
0: half of the shit for the new songs. Most of it, yeah. The new songs in uh, a couple of new songs in Little Mermaid. Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Mermaid he, is in too. Bro, whether scuttlebutt be, is. You can, <laughs> if you hear Scuttlebutt in the movie, you, you have know to it's it. Littman. You wow. have to. You have to. Some people
2: have given so many different like opinions to the music in that movie. I'm just like. Well, first of all, I'm just gonna say this for the diehard fans who are going to these live actions, hoping that's gonna be the exa- like exact like side by side death, rubble, I huh? see you, I sympathize with you, but I'm gonna be completely honest but with get you. Get the, the fuck not over for it. You, yeah, it's yeah, not, not for word. you. Get
1: over it. It's not gonna be that. And
2: I will say it until I die, it's for your kids. It's going to be what their version of what we had. Their version of what we had. And we can Their watch introduction to, to the little yeah, mermaid that isn't course. the older cartoon. And of course they're going to have nostalgia for the older Disney fans. Oh, clearly, yeah. get a get a piece of them somehow. somehow I mean, I, like.
1: I I can consider myself an older Disney fan, but yeah. I I kind of like the fact they're doing all these live action stuff cuz to me it time seems time. like it's there's too many other too many other cartoons that I think could, they could do live action. Mm-hmm. Like Iron Giant. I enjoy the I yeah. know, this, I've talked about this on many times on stuff. <laughs> yeah. But Iron Giant would be a perfect freaking animated movie to make I'd into watch a. That. The, the Incredibles. The Incredibles could be a great was, live action movie. If they film. could do their first
0: ever live action Pixar film, I would oh, love wow. to see that. Yeah,
1: speaking of, we did Pixar last week, so. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did, we did oh, wow. a Pixar tier list, and that's coming out okay. in, a, in a couple days. So. days a I'm a excited. So. Nice. So, but it's that type of thing. It's like, wow, that's. You, one thing affects the other thing, and it's like, oh, but... I feel like they're choosing the wrong movies to make live action. Well, uh, I, I was saying, I, I saw the preview. Mom and I just saw the preview for the, the Snow White one, and I'm like, oh, there's going to be dwarves in it? I want to see this. I hope so. Because how can they... Because nowadays, it plays political correctness, how are you going to say dwarves? Well,
0: no, have you know? seen the the Willy Wonka?
1: Yeah, I saw that. I happen. haven't With seen it I mean, yet. I haven't seen it yet.
0: There's not a little person as the Oompa Loompa. It no, is.
1: it's Hugh Jackman. No, not Hugh no, Jackman. No, no, it's Hugh, no, no. Um, Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking What's God. What's his name? It's hysterical, though. Like, it's a little person with
0: the guy's face. Oh, Lord Hugh, ja- uh, Hugh Green- Who Who
1: Grant. Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Grant. That's right. God, I come not believe They one. got Hugh Grant's face. Yeah. And he does... Uh, who's his the his fucking new blooper. And this little <laughs> voice, and he's like, he's dancing in this little jar. <laughs> <laughs> he's bumping his butt against the wind. Once Whoa. we start, we can't stop till no. it's over. Yeah, because he plays that... And Timothy Chow <laughs> looks really good man. Oh, Jeez, I have yes. to see this. I'm like, you know, this is going to be, this might be a good movie, I think. Okay. Uh, I, like it. I mean, I'm we're getting oh, into the, the form, yeah. the, the, the movies, movie format, but, but... yeah. That and like, I know you're probably going to like it, but I actually want to go see... Barbie. I don't know why. Yes! I'm going to it see looks. That. And I'm not What's even close hysterical? to giving a shit about Barbie for any reason, oh, I'm except that, yeah. that I, I'm sure. a big I'm a big. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure. a big uh, Margot Robbie fan, but yeah. just like how they're doing it, how they're they're fucking with Barbie, but they're not. They're kind of feels like it's the like Lego Movie, but
0: Barbie. It. It, yeah, kind that of. That's what it feels like too. Lego yeah. Barbie, yeah.
1: So it's. Kind I mean, of you funny. have
0: fucking Will Ferrell in both of the movies as the villain. Wow. Come Honestly. on, it's just the Lego movie, but that's Barbie. Crazy. I love that's crazy. it. But see, that's the thing,
1: and and with movies and stuff. Well, movies—that's another mm-hmm. another thing when it comes music to movies. Music and movies. Yeah. Movies and music, mm-hmm. like, I when I was my age back in the, the mid beginning the '80s. That's when they the soundtracks really started getting big. Yeah. Now there was, before they did like you know, Saturday Night Fever was like the big, you know, the, the big disco one. And, yeah. and I people mean, had, and then people were giving shit to the Bee Gees and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I love the Bee Gees. And I don't care about, it. people go, oh, there's a disco. I'm like, no, they were disco for a couple songs here and there, but you can't take away <laughs> the fact that Barry Gibb wrote a bunch of fucking songs for a bunch of people so that went all over the place. You have a job.
2: I'm doing Hitmakers this year. Okay. you got to bring your father. Oh, he'd love it. So Hitmakers is a show. They do the JCC, small plug. Um, uh, Every year it's their annual show. And uh, it's just a big old uh, concert. And uh, it's themed every year. And this year it's um, rock versus disco. Oh, okay. I got the itinerary <laughs> you for You might like it. I got a little peek of the itinerary, and it's going to, September's on there, and Bee Gees are featured on there, too, so. Well,
1: see, for me, it's that's one right thing. Right people I... always, they always give you a shit because they, oh, you like the Bee Gees? And I'm going, so have you ever listened listen to some of the Bee Gees shit from the 60s? That's oh. some good stuff. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Massachusetts is a great song. Yeah. A bunch of those songs are great. But he's just like, Barry Gibb is a great songwriter. I mean, yeah. he's written some great songs for uh, a lot of people. You know, uh, Kenny Rogers, Lionel mm-hmm. Richie wrote yeah. some stuff with him and stuff. I mean, come on! This is, how do you? I mean, Barbara Streisand. Yep.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you?
1: How do you say that they're, they're, they did one album that they took advantage of the fact that there was, it was but disco wasn't even big when they were started. They're the no. ones that made disco big. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm not a big disco fan. I mean, I, to me, Disco Duck was probably the the lowest point in, in time for music in, in my entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it. it that's, that's saying a lot, too, because I've been around a lot of different music, so it's... Yeah. But just, disco has not been really that much, but there's a lot of stuff in it that's good, too. It's like, you know, Donna... Donna, Donna summer, summer I mean... You know, rest in peace. Like, Ugh, she yeah. she had some great music back in the time. You know, just like, too. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I was like a big dancer or something. But anything it sounds good, who cares? It's yes. Like, it's like come on. If the
2: bass line is moving and it's, ooh, I love a good bass line. Yeah, give long. me
1: chic any day. Please. Come on, now <laughs> Rodgers and what's his name there? Uh, uh, shit, I can't remember the bass player. But whatever she those guys were awesome i mean mm-hmm. it's like this was
2: making a comeback too yeah
1: like, slowly, slowly. oh but that's just like comeback. with anything mm-hmm. it's like the 50s music made a fuck comeback back in the you know late or early 80s or late 70s or something yeah. like that you know with greece and all that other stuff oh yeah music. and i was never really a to me if i'm more of a 60s and up fan i mean bgs is probably for me music begins with the bgs and ends with the or not the Beatles the Beatles yes it begins with the Beatles and ends with the Beatles mm. because that's for me that's that's the music that was peak music it. that was I mean I remember I, well I was told by my mother I was three or two or three years old singing Hey Jude mm-hmm. to all the little all the little teenage girls in the neighborhood when they were walking over the house and
0: stuff na 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 na
1: na na but I've always loved the Bee Gees, and the, I keep saying Bee Gees. Beatles. Ones? We've Be- been talking Beatles, a lot of the, Beatles, the Beatles, 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 Beatles. 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 But for me, the Beatles are music. It's the, yeah, it's the thing, and I always tell my, I always tell my, your mother, it's like, I was alive when the Beatles were banned. You weren't. Ah. Shut up to me. I no music. I
0: think what I what I personally think is like the big, uh, the big like. Members, the big moments of music: mm-hmm. Beatles, mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. Elvis, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. Mm.
1: See once you get. Don't forget. Gone, don't there's... forget Whitney Houston. Give I can't. Her, give her you're her right. You're right.
0: I can't forget Whitney Houston. Because like we did, had. Did, did her part? I tell you that much. Yeah, she did. Because like think going back to like movie soundtracks, some of the great movie soundtracks. Uh, you have Celine Dion with Titanic. Yeah, and that became mm-hmm. iconic. iconic. That it. song itself,
1: well, ha- well the left. movie did too. It helped. It didn't help that the movie was the biggest movie in the country for that's like,
0: true. Well, for a while, it was the yeah. biggest, g-
1: grossing so movie of all it time for like a year,
0: a year, and a half, two years, yeah. I think. Yeah. It, I mean, was.
1: it was. It's embedded in the culture now. Yeah,
0: so much they so. wanted to see it in the submarine.
1: Mm, wow. Too soon?
0: Not yeah. really. Just right. Yeah, well. but then. When it comes to, like, modern modernized uh, movie soundtracks, you know the Avengers theme when you hear it. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that is that embedded yeah. into your mind, the Avengers theme. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's a lot. A lot of things. I think now more more than ever before, musical scores itself Composer, are yes. doing good. Mm-hmm, Our composers. people are actually more interested? A lot Paying of interest in that to stuff the music. too. because yeah. it's not just. I mean, John Williams is always like he's been. You know, Star Wars. Boom. You know him. Oh, yeah. he's the guy. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and it, Superman, yeah. Jurassic Park. The guy's uh. got the most nominations by a single person ever. I think besides maybe Disney. Neverland Ranch is what
0: it's called. No wait. What's the what's his. Uh, skywalker ranch. skywalker ranch there, yeah, right? yeah, that's, yeah that's
1: Lucasfilm. yeah mm-hmm. so but but what so i'm saying with that is that you can the the there, there's a big influx of more boxes that are doing that people they're hearing the music and they're not they don't care the music the the songs that aren't aren't as hasn't been as prevalent as on something but more the the score is what people really are, are yeah. going for people like that because it's just they invoke like feeling and stuff like that and you, you remember the movie when you're watching it. If you like, listen oh, to
0: yeah. if you listen to the soundtracks you remember, remember that certain part of the movie that just either tugged at your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. that was very suspenseful you didn't know what was going to happen it just kind of brings you right yeah, back. Yeah and that's,
1: and that's a lot of those like some of the Lord of the Rings ones too. I think yeah. I don't know who, if they did the same guy as Titanic or not but they did that with the the Hobbit movies and the same type of thing. I mean you they had really good they had really good scores and stuff, and then they had like the one song at the end.
0: I See Fire was really good. Yeah, yeah no, it, by Ed Sheeran. Yeah.
1: Like they on. have
2: this cool feature now on um, Apple Music. If you listen to certain songs, and they offer it. You can click on a switch or whatever, set a setting to it, and the backing of the song will be more prominent than the vocal. Would, and you'll well, hear. Yeah, that'd be cool. If you listen to Halle Bailey singing "Part of Your World." You can switch it over to Dolby Atmos, I think is the thing it's Yeah, called. Dolby Atmos. You can switch it on to that, and you just hear the orchestrations over her vocal line. Oh, that
0: is beautiful.
2: Oh, my goodness. The that strings, is, that's a the
0: singer's heartbeat. best friend, too. Yes, <laughs> it is. I, I listen to it both ways, both times. See, I'm like, that's, it's that's, gorgeous.
1: To me, that's the beauty of digital. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a digital person, but I also have... A good appreciation for vinyl too, when it comes to mm. music formats and stuff oh, like that. Yes. I mean, but I grew up with tapes. I mean, i mean even the little cassette tape popping it into the car, mm-hmm. having your head on your big boombox or something. <laughs> you know? That was what—that was what I used to have, thousands of before they even did uh, before Going we into the. Going to the galaxy. Yeah. Well, not that. I know. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just. But that's what it's like. But even before we had CDs, that's what that. Yeah. That's what it was. I mean, I remember. I remember eight track tapes too, so Oh boy. Which is kinda of sucky because some of them you are playing hear a song and you're in the middle of it, it stops and you gotta take it out, flip it flip over it. and put it back in. Oh, to hear man. the rest of the song. That would always suck. My dad had one of those in his one of his bands.
0: Especially when it's going right up to like the climax of the song. You're like,
1: Yeah click. Oh, you gotta pull it out and pop it back in. And oh, that was oh, man, But I, I like the fact that vinyl has made a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. Even gorgeous, though it's too it's not exactly the most um what is it? Ecologically sound stuff, but no. Are they making the? They're trying now to now. Is... They're trying to make them out of out of of like soybean stuff, and yeah. they're making plastics out of other things other than than oil for for yeah. a lot of them and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how good those are, or how they last up or anything like that. But mm-hmm. just the different formats that I was coming back. I mean, I see the, I see the attraction to both. Now I like digital because you can you can store a lot of it. It's and accessible. I'm a, I'm a big. When it comes to music, I'm a hoarder. I love my music. How like,
0: many terabytes of music and comics do you uh, have? Oh
1: boy. Oh boy. Just looking right here, I probably got about 10. 10 fucking terabytes? Wow. And that, I'm still going. Too. Oh I my mean, I'm, god. I mean, like I said, I just, I'm doing right now, I'm in the middle of, what I'm doing now is I'm going through all my, my something happened with my iTunes, right? Had, I had a bunch of stuff in it, and then I had to redo it. And that saved it all, but it, Changed format and I didn't know and they did a bunch of stuff to it so I've been going in and trying to re getting the stuff organizing it again and getting the stuff that I don't have because I'm a I'm also a completist which is a little bit i obsessive compulsive is what it really yeah is. there's the same with like uh, comics and music I'm that same way if I had to say like the other like last night my wife and I went to go see uh Tedeschi Trucks and Ziggy Marley was the opening act and I had never heard I've heard some of his stuff when he was a Melody Maker before and the Tomorrow People and so, which was fine. And I'm a big fan of uh, Bob Marley's, but I didn't have none of Ziggy's music. But I, last night after I heard some of the stuff I heard, I was like, okay, it's it. so I just, I'm looking, getting, I'm trying to find all his music Now I'm trying to download mm-hmm. everything I can find of his music and I'm going to try to get every single one of them. You're
0: the king of Christmas music. Oh, oh that's a, that's music. a whole nother thing. You For have some reason I fucking, have this obsession
1: with Christmas music.
0: You have everything from Duck Dynasty to Michael Buble. Like, ah, ah, way to There you go.
1: You you I got every almost Pokemon. every Pokemon. Every country one, every, every rock and roll one, I've got yeah. every i got what? every metal one there is. He's obsessed. I mean, no, that's
2: impressive. That's impressive. I mean, I can, <laughs> oh, he's gonna look right now. I can look at it right now. <laughs> He has a whole folder dedicated to. Yeah, it. I'm assuming. Dude, dude right here. I've been thinking about writing a Christmas theme song too for next for this year. Ooh,
1: yeah, you should do that, dude. You can because look at Mariah Carey; she made her career on on
2: that. Yeah, she doesn't she, ever have to do
1: anything ever again, and she's she doesn't have off to the fucking the lift
2: a finger so much. She's invited herself as Christmas itself, and I'm like Mariah. She's I the, the love queen you of you, Christmas.
0: Please. Buble is the king oh, please, of Christmas. Please.
1: Well, when it comes to when it comes to. Christopher again, and people singing. Michael Bublé and Josh Groban are two of my yeah. favorites. I mean, I mean believe. We're you're, you're talking about old stuff. It's Nat King Cole and oh, Bing Crosby. and, Bing Crosby yeah. and Frank Crosby. Sinatra singing old. Like, I mean, kid. even oh yeah, but even um, uh, you know, Paul not Paul Anka, Paul. Oh God, what's his name? No, yeah. it's, it's old guys. Oh my God, it's. it's not Paul poly- <laughs> Abdul. please. I'm not <laughs> a polyglot. Ringo's got it. <laughs> it's not plugged in or something, so it's not working. You oh, remember that sound, right?
0: Yes. <laughs> of course I. Yes. Hey Paul. you like, what's your new wife's name? Peg? Uh Eileen? No, it's Peg. No, I. Oh, fuck. It was <laughs> it's hysterical. It's like, hey Paul, what's your new wife's name? Eileen? Aha! Uh-huh, it's very funny. That's very, very funny, Ringo. Uh, that's very funny, uh, John. No, her name's Peg. <laughs> Ringo's got it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, See, so that's the Beatles for you. I, mean, I love
0: Beatles are for Christmas. So iconic.
2: I dressed as Ringo twice for Halloween when I was younger.
0: Because On purpose. My, yes, because my
2: mom had a wig that looked like his <laughs> head. <laughs> and so I just put on the suit and just went with drumsticks. My dad had now them, now so. I have
1: 60 gigabytes of Christmas music. Just oh, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas
0: music, music is 60 gigs. Yeah, wow. 60 gigs. That's fucking Ooh. insane. And I'm
1: looking at it, I've got, uh, you name it, i got three doors down, I've got, Alan Jackson. Oh my God, oh my Andy Williams God. can't. Andy be Williams is dumb. so good. That's yeah, Christmas that's, incarnate.
2: Aretha, Aretha, are, are Sean probably got like a ZZ it's Top. A this is
0: all of his fucking Christmas music. If you need anything, Chicago. get a flash drive. And we'll I f- applaud <laughs> that. That's impressive. My dad was the
2: exact same way with CDs and all that stuff. He liked to keep them all together, and if one was out of place, you heard about it.
0: I mean, you you We're and your dad it. had That's a mm-hmm. you and your dad had a really close connection with music. Like he's the one that well, introduced like, music to you. because well, like he grew up in Rochester,
2: yeah. born and raised in Rochester, and Rochester and is
0: a very big
2: yes, it is. Music group. Oh yeah, not surprisingly, be, and
1: not just because of Eastman Theater or Eastman no. School either, because the 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 place here, like what was the the one room? There was a big jazz room here at one time.
2: I
0: know what you're talking about. My and dad told me about that place. It was a big... Yeah. It
1: was famous throughout the whole country. That's why we have Jazz
0: Fest here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's it's one of the reasons why we It just passed, have... and I'm mad that I missed it this
2: year. Yeah. Because last year we went, and it was... F- oh, because because <laughs> Robin Thicke was here last year. Yes. That concert, let me tell you. Woo! You know you, Money. I haven't been to a concert in a while since then. A free Robin Thicke concert. Oh, my God. I forget that man can actually sing. Because he does yeah. most like like TV show stuff these days. He doesn't do much anymore. But now... He had been in the news for some stuff, so we felt like wasn't morally okay <laughs> to go to this concert, but we went there, and that one song played, and everybody just instantly started dancing. Yeah, I'm like yep
1: Well, he comes, he comes from a musical family, though. His yes, father, you know, Alan Thicke, even though he was an thing. actor, he wrote a lot of the uh, theme songs for a lot of the yes, shows he, he was in too, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. I don't know if you know that. It's oh great. yeah,
2: I know that. Listen, I know half the stuff that my dad, uh, my dad taught me about, just random things. Cause he, uh, we'd be talking about some kind of songs or whatever, and he looked at me like, "Did you know?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't," but okay. And at that age, I didn't know who the hell he was talking about, but sure. As you get older, you start and then to I got older, and I did a little research myself. But um, he sang around Rochester all the time. Like he'd go to like nightclubs or whatever and just perform. He had a band at one point that I'd step in and uh, to rehearsals for. That's how I picked up uh, playing the drums. Okay. Because my dad was a drummer and he had the drums in the attic and I'd go up there and play every day in practice.
0: I remember the first time I saw you play drums
2: at your uh, at James's dad's. At house. James's dad's house, oh, and I'm like, oh,
0: he's just gonna play around the drums for a bit, and actually does really good on the drums, I'm like, okay, I'm I don't know nothing about this fucking kid.
1: <laughs> well, not to mention, I remember what it is. It's called the Pithod Room. The Pithod Room. That, yeah. used, yes. that was famous around the whole, all, all through jazz circles all over the country, people would come here from all over the place. You know, Count Basie would come here and, and uh, Louis Armstrong would come here. A lot of other, like John, uh, John Coltrane would be here. They would come to play in that place. Mm. And no, now i think stuff. now i think it's just uh they tore it down it's like a, a parking lot or something now oh, but it man. used to be a famous all through the whole country about this was a famous ruined jazz room or something famous
0: jazz room in rochester yeah. oh yeah
2: but like there was that and so i got my voice for him my mama sings too my brother does too uh uh but my brother and i are just now starting to like try to pursue careers in them because mm-hmm. he had the music he had music in the house he said we could do whatever we wanted to but he kind of tried to make it so it wouldn't be our career choice because he knew yeah. i think he was trying to protect us from like the hardships of being a musician or whatever and i get that and i appreciate that he wanted that but like listen you put that bug in there and once it's there if you spark yeah. that fire yeah, like, it will become a flame i feel at home when i play my keyboard like when i just like just stick around or whatever. And I
0: know every Uh, single time you're, like, in an off mood, whether we... If we can't go to, like, the pier, mm -hmm. you're always, like, piano, Mm -hmm. play, write. Mm -hmm. Like, that is how you cope. And that is, like... It's a healthy coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. You get bangers out of it, too. Yeah, You've got a lot you. of really great songs out there. Thank you. And every single time you release or write a new song and I listen to it, it's just getting better and better, and I can see the evolution of you from your first ever song to your songs now. What was my first ever one? Uh...
2: Love Letter was the first one I released. Yes. But I'd written so many stupid little ones back then.
0: I mean, you show me the stupid little ones, and it's like, oh, it's, it's like... Uh, tells a story, kind of softish music, and now it's like, fuck yeah, let's party! Yeah. Like that—that's well, your kind of music
1: now. This comes from a guy who's got a song written about him. So shut up, right?
0: Hey, ah. listen, <laughs> listen! Jesus. It I
1: wasn't also did my not choice mean
2: to fuck up the lyrics the way I did that uh. concert. Because, like, I was gonna—I did the whole spiel, I did the song, uh, uh, and I could not remember for the, the life of you what the that first next little. I'm like, what are the words? And then I went home, and I'm like, oh, you fucking idiot. That's it, yeah.
0: I mean... Live performance, but still. To give context, uh, like we've said before, Elvis and I have been friends for almost six years. Almost six. And it's been one hell Hell of a ride. ride. (laughs) Uh and we've been through a lot together, and at one point there was a really rough patch in our friendship and in our lives uh, that we will not talk about, because no, fuck that. It's too much. It oh, but to be, he, drink to
2: be involved.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all, um, all good friends have that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Else, really. I mean, there's parts of it. I can, I can tell you stories, too. I'm not going to, but it's, I, I understand it. You know, it's very understandable. Yeah.
0: And the one thing that Elvis did uh, to actually get through to me, uh, was write a song. And uh, Oh my god. It yeah. Brought me to tears. We oh made my up god. pretty yeah, much immediately.
2: I forgot about that. Day. Yeah. That Ooh, was That was a pure day rough for sure. Day. That was a pure day for sure. For yeah. fucking sure. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, but it's a beautiful song. It's called Alex Wind on, I was so, on so your album.
2: I came up with an E P and the, the song was originally named "Best Friend," and I was like, "How can I make this fucker cry?"
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so I. It's easy
1: with, to make Alex cry. Oh yeah! I know oh,
0: that listen, now. I got some pretty high ass walls. This is the only motherfucker, the first motherfucker to actually break through them.
2: You bastard! And that's a compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very nosy. <laughs> um Home. But uh, and so we get to the, back when you we were living on um, Manor Park Way. Yeah. We go over to the apartment. I'm chilling. The night it comes out, and I show him the track list, and it says Alex. When he immediately just breaks down, I like,
1: was, I was,
0: I was a puddle at that point.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're, it, you're so much like your dad. is ridiculous. <laughs> <in the apartment. laughs> Listen, Mr. Hardass, that cries for believe. Hey, shut up! listen there's one thing that makes me cry. I can cry and like I listen to covers. There's a few songs. that come on a minute I hear. It, I'm like ready to go. I'm yep. ready to lose. Yeah, them. Oh, I yeah. believe is one. Believe of them. is one of them. What's your That's second one? Of them. Uh, there's um, oh crap, that one that Darius Rucker did about his little girl. Oh, um, it's um. Uh, it won't be like this for long. Yeah, that, that is such a good which, song. Which brings up a lot of feelings about my daughter, but then you too, because yeah, I remember having yeah, yeah. to take you to date no, care daycare and drop you off and stuff like that too. And there's other ones like, uh, there's a Trisha Yearwood song called, um, um, Song Remembers When. Mm. And then anything to do with, like, there's a Clint Black song that he sings to his wife about their wedding. Just uh. pff, I'm gone. I'm. I'm getting teared up just thinking about it. Now, (laughs) wait. What's the song that mom sang
0: for at your wedding?
1: Oh, it was. uh, It was. uh, Oh God, a Hell Catchem song. Um, I'm trying to remember the name, but not. She's gonna kill me if I don't remember this. (laughs) And she listens to it. I know she does. She's our main listener. (laughs) But it's a Hell Catchem song, and it was. It was one of my favorite songs, and she. She was more. More. Fucking worried about the fucking singing of the song at the at the reception that was about the entire fucking <laughs> wedding. Here I am fucking I mean she walks down and I'm bawling like a little fucking girl and she's like hard as ice. Doesn't even doesn't even, doesn't even break a sweat doing the, the whole like, and stuff. She then then not coming to find yeah. out she's like she goes, I was so worried about song. I'm like, uh, oh the song. What? You fu- can't worry about the fuck Typical scriven's caring about a gig more than anything else. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
2: man,
1: that's but that's, uh. but that's what it was. But see, that's the thing about but the thing about music, doesn't yeah. it? It can it can touch emotions, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. forms of emotions at all different times, too. Yes. You can feel that in the same song. You can hear it with different emotions of stuff oh. that remember. Because music, when uh, music brings back memories, yeah. they bring I mean, they always say that Music and, and smells so, yeah smells. are the two things that are the most
0: that trigger, associated with memory yes
1: and I find that it's both of them very it's true I find it both to be true that it is both of them that do that but music to me is is the most because I I can I can go from being like I am right now to ball my freaking eyes out just we're playing a song yeah just
0: instantly yeah I mean there was a point where uh, it was when we were living turn off
1: you got. I
0: know, I know. Uh, There was a point when we were were living here that uh, I was about to go down to purchase, and we didn't know that Elvis was actually going to go down to purchase either. Oh, that was a rough day. And I Guess I Miss You came on. That sucked. That sucked. From SpongeBob the musical, and it's a great song. It's a great song, yeah. But it brought both of us to fucking tears, because we didn't know, like... Out. I'm going to be away from all of my friends, <laughs> all of my family. I wouldn't know really what to do down in a new area like Purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you really It was a want- fun time, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a little wasn't, but it was a fun time. True,
1: true. Yeah, but it was an experience for both of you. Yeah. yeah. And that was the important part. Because that's in life, that's what I find is experiences are more than anything. Oh, yeah. And who you get to share them with is, is important, too. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: I mean, I listen to uh, Only Exception by Paramore. Nice. That is Olivia and song. Like that I immediately think of her whenever I hear. Only exception. There's a
2: song that I think of whenever cuz like I do intend to move into the city at some point. Mm-hmm. It's just been a rocky road getting there and COVID didn't help. No, Honestly, no. it didn't help, it didn't help, no that's help over. anybody. No. Didn't help
1: anybody with anything. Tell you the true.
2: Cuz you know, I was planning on making the move with Caleb in 2020. Yeah. And then uh then it happened, he was like, you know what, I think it's safe for everybody to stay where they are. I'm like, you know what, I agree with you. And then three, four years later, boom. Yeah. But um, there's a song that uh, was done in Glee, and it was my first time hearing it, and then I searched up the original song. But um, it was when Rachel Berry's character was being put on the train to New York City, and she sings Roots Before Branches. And that song always makes me emotional mm-hmm. because it's pretty, Roots Before Branches, leaving yeah. your roots you know, and like well, you know the meaning of the song, but like I hear it every time, and I get a little bit scared mm-hmm. to make that move because it's I've been home for so long. All starts with a step. It all starts with that first step. But now that I've been here, and I've been to New York City a few times, and have stayed there for a little bit, a few, a little bit longer, like a few yeah. days, I'm like, okay, this start. There's some things that are familiar to Rochester that kind of make it so I can like adjust here. Right. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, but that song always does it for me. for me. You're braver than I was. I refuse to go to New York City. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely afraid of New York City. I mean, I spent, I've been there twice in my entire life. Once I did when we went in 1976 when the tall ships were here mm. with my father and my uncles and I went with some stuff like that. And then the night I came back from the army, I had to. I spent the night in in um, the the bus terminal there. about what what was it called? Oh, Grand right. Central Terminal. No, the other one. A oh. big bus terminal there. I spent the night there. Place. Oh. oh. Yeah, and it was it was very interesting. Yeah. Good, to say the least. <laughs> I seen some things in that six hours. because I, I was supposed to catch a, a bus at around eleven thirty mm-hmm. to get to Rochester. And I was gonna be we we're gonna be in Rochester by six in the morning. Well, I didn't do that because I missed it because the bus from Jersey was too late. So I missed that. It's funny how in the army when you go down there they fly you down, and then when you come back they make you take a fucking bus home. So.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so then I get there. I uh, uh, wish I remember the name of Grand, not Grand Central. It's the main fucking bus terminal in New York City.
0: I God don't. Damn it. I I I've, oh, I've been in Grand Central too much to actually like. Yeah. See, yeah.
1: For me, it wasn't. It was, it was the other places bus turn around. I think the Port Authority that's what it was called oh New York okay. Port Authority because that's where the buses and yeah and the train everything meets all in the St. Mary so that's where this like the crossroads of New York City yeah and I spent the whole night walking around because I was not going to sit down in any place oh yeah I was freaking out but here I was is this kid fresh out of the army I had a freaking I had my skin hat I had my fatigues on everything because that's all I had to wear yeah mm-hmm. at the time and I mean this was the night before Thanksgiving Oh boy! And every weirdo in the world was out that night.
0: I'm <laughs> Full moon, you,
1: baby. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was kind of weird. I mean, i have seen some things there that I, I still can't remember half of. Them I don't want to remember. But it was it was the most frightening time of my life. And then the only other time we ever got close to New York City is when we took we brought dropped you off at Purchase the second time. Yeah. And then we went down. We were driving. We had to go through. We skimmed New York to go to Jersey to spend the night. Before we were going to go back. And then... Well, then your grandmother passed away. Yeah. And then grandma
0: died. And then it's like, well, shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But that's what happened. That was like the only other time. And I don't consider that time we drove through it to even be part of it. No, I mean, if you you
0: haven't gone through Lincoln Tunnel, you're not going to be in New York City. Yeah.
1: So it was like... It wasn't that big of a. It was. You could probably me, see it from
0: the distance, but yeah. Like, well,
1: no, we saw it from from our hotel. Room. We could see it across the river into from Jersey into from Bergen into. Everything's legal in New Jersey, <laughs>
0: yeah. except
2: for getting your own gas.
1: But yo, know, that's true. You can. You can. You can What? You it's are any... not allowed to pump your own gas nope. in New Jersey.
2: My mom and I found that out the hard way too. We're for our car to get off. Yeah. Because we went to the gas station before making our adventure for the day, and I got out to go um, to go. Cause I want to get some to drink. I to pay for the gas, and he's like, "Oh no, we pay. We, we do the gas out there." And I'm like, "Okay." okay. The guy comes up to the thing. And I look it up, and I'm like, "Oh, mom, we are very much breaking the law." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah. Why? It's 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 a it's a thing from way back. I think it is. It's a, it's a leftover law that they just. Caven have changed. They yeah. that's it. insane. You don't pump your own yeah, gas. but see, but see, you, know. you don't even you weren't alive. But back in the day, that you were never you never had to pump your own gas. It was always you pull in, ding, ding, they ding, and you it would come you. in and they would come out and say, "How much do you want, yeah. Mister?"
0: I mean, there's, they're getting rid of the quick fill
1: over in Brockport and on the one. The on The one in Brockport's gone already. One is still there. Really? Yeah, it's still there. Oh God, I, that's my gas station because I don't I don't get out of, I don't like to pump gas. So yeah, they're, they're starting something to get rid of those
0: though. Like yeah, no, but
1: see, that one's probably one of the most uh profitable ones, I'm sure. It's always full people. Oh yeah. But because that's one of the only ones in the whole area that pumps gas for you. Mm-hmm. But see, that's when the day back in the day you had to. You had you just pulled in and they took you they pumped your gas and that was it. They come on, they would clean your windshield wiper sure. and wash your mm-hmm. windows. Yeah. They did a whole bunch of stuff back then because they were trying to get people to tip. Well, that too, but it was just, there was just like a, uh, courtesy thing. Was like, oh, okay. Who get gas from us? Hey, here you go. I mean, gas was fucking ten cents. Oh, I wish! You know, and people... <laughs> ten like, gallons for a buck! You know, fill her up, mister, you know, it was like, hey, okay, yeah. you know. But that's, that's back in, but that's, that's, a a thingy. So. There's a Quickleys and a
0: Dunkin' Donuts mm. and Hamlin now.
2: Oh, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah, right?
1: Huh. It ain't open yet, but it's there. It's, it's... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man! Yeah, your mom and I saw that too the other day. <laughs> Went down to Hamlin. Well, I had to get a crony. After you talked about cronies and your do your goo, blue your blue goose, goo baby. ice cream. I had to get a crony's pizza for dinner one night, so <laughs> that was part of it. But now let's get back to our subject here yeah. about music. But it's Lord. it's basically music does that. It's just something that all your through your whole life. There's different certain times in your life. There's certain music you mm-hmm. remember. It's like. I mean, me, if I had a million
0: dollars is like yeah. one of my like core. If <laughs> I hear that song, summer, the fans open, with. blasting that song. Mm-hmm. We're off, we're out in Hamlin, we're just having a good time, and that's what? like that's one of my memories that I have of if I had a million dollars, and mm-hmm. that's like what I love to hear during the summer is one of my favorite songs during the summer right. because of you because you put on. Well,
1: Naked Ladies. I like, I, like I said, I like playing music, I like playing it loud too. And, <laughs> yeah. both, and my van had a great sound system. Too. Such good that. sound <laughs> system. It was hard to believe that it was actually the one that came with the car too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. But it, it's just like with, with music in general, for me it's the same type of thing. When I, I mean, that's how I know all the 70s music. All the 70s, my mother, we, cause we drove a lot. We used to go to the well, lake a lot. We used to go to Batavia, back and forth. Yeah. We used to listen to AM radio, WBBF, It had all the all those those soft soft rock songs all the time. AM all radio, the, AM then, radio, yeah, that was the big thing back then. FM it wasn't that big of a deal at the time. FM became more prevalent during the for me during the eighties. Okay. Then you know, WCMF and WMJQ were the big rock channels, you know. Oh and, yeah. And then everyone else, but more AM more was 0.3. at the time was the big thing because you would BPF was a. BBF was one and then WHAM was too, but they were 50 watt, 50 watt, 1000 watt radio stations. So you could hear them fucking things forever. Especially on a night when it was a clear night. There's nothing to block to keep it in. It just flew.
3: Ooh.
1: I mean, plus, that's the cool thing about AM radio too. AM radio, you can. I used to be able to pick up uh, baseball games out of uh, Cincinnati when I was. Wow. A kid. For some reason, I would get. Since Cincinnati Reds games on my little my little transistor because I had this little transistor radio with a little thing and you plug in your ear and you're going to take it to bed and you try to listen to a baseball game or something because right. you got sent to bed early, like, you know whatever so there's that type of thing and FM FM didn't have that that kind of range it was more of a localized thing I, I mean FM has got a better quality sound yeah music
0: especially now with the Audio equipment and radio. Technology. Well, there's just that. It's just
1: everything else too. But see, I I have this problem listening to radio nowadays because nowadays radio is so boring. When I when I lived down in, when I lived in Austin, there was a radio station down in Texas. I think it was called the X, and they would play all different kinds of music all the time. You would one minute you would hear mariachi music, the next minute you would hear country music, the next minute you hear jazz, the next thing you hear blues. You hear it all you hear it all. There was be all the time. They had no. There was no, we're this format, we're playing everything, fuck it, who cares? Okay. And that's how, it, That's how. And, it, and it's from Mexico, I think, and it just blared over into America, with the, they like 50,000 watts. They
0: had the wattage for it. And then it. in
1: Texas, there ain't nothing to stop that in Texas. It <laughs> <No. They> goes. <laughs> There's no mountains in the way. There's none of that shit, hardly at all. It just goes. So they It's go all the way up in man. fucking Washington. I mean, that's the thing. For me, radio is like, is listening to radio now for you is because I always used to have my iPod or my iPhone all the time, and I always yeah. used to have music on, it and I still do to this day. I have probably more music on my phone than I do have any anything else with apps. Oh yeah, even pictures I don't even have as many because my music is more important to me. So mm-hmm. it's the type of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. the the music that we listen to and the music that we uh, associate ourselves with is a big defining factor of our personalities too. Yeah. Like. Country music, specifically Zach Brown band, is like one of my comfort. Mm. If I'm having a bad day, I'm blasting Zach Brown. If you're having a bad day, you're probably blasting Lizzo. You're probably blasting. Well, it depends. Like
2: if I'm having a bad day and I'm in a bad mood, I will like listen to music that emulates that. So I'll listen Mm -hmm. to some Paramore songs, some Avril Lavigne. Uh, uh, I listen to Alice Cooper at one point. <laughs> oh boy! Hey Alice, gotta love Alice. Um, <laughs> but if I'm in a, having a bad day and I need a good mood, I'll or I just like need a pick me up. I'll listen to Stevie Wonder. I'll listen oh, yeah. to Kelly Clarkson. I'll listen to Lizzo. I'll listen yeah. to who else? Um, who was I just listened to Whitney Houston. I'll listen Whitney to like Houston. All that music. Yeah. Well, so
1: I got a fun fact for you. You know who wrote uh, Cla- Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway? Who wrote that? They were just talking about it. Me, it Avril it? Avril, no no way. Avril yeah. wrote that song. She wrote that song. Really? I don't know, on her, one of her albums, I, I just listened to it recently. She has her version of it. Wow. It sounds a lot like it, but it's she wrote the oh, song. Oh, wait, I did see about that. Yeah, yeah she wrote song. I did the see song. about that. And did you know yeah. that
0: in Pitch Perfect, the first movie uh the bigger set black girl who sings because i may be bad but oh, i'm her. oh yeah good. she's a songwriter too she's, she wrote that song she wrote that song uh, cool. which
2: is why she sang it <laughs> yeah she had the rights yeah. to it that's awesome i think she was like a host <laughs> like a judge on the show for songwriters now it was an abc show so it didn't last long unfortunately mm-hmm. but it was a really cool show where like songwriters come on and just do this stuff because mm-hmm. not every artist writes can we talk about that too like how many artists yeah. don't know
1: themselves
0: I, oh and well, like, that's
1: that happens a lot. Oh yeah,
0: Big Time Rush was on a was doing an interview uh, a couple days ago, and they were talking about they're all yeah they're back. Big
1: You're Time back. Rush, Big, oh Big Time God. Rush, baby.
0: Listen, I almost Whatever. went to
1: that concert. I was <laughs> mad
2: that I missed it. It was the day after Josh Groban too. Oh Dan, is right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But like uh, they they have break. Like, uh, they were doing an interview, and they were talking about how they how they actually write all of their songs. That's that's awesome. Uh, and that, how yeah. they think it's crazy how some of the other groups out there, and they kind of threw shade at the Jonas Brothers, uh, don't write their own songs. Most of the Jonas Brothers songs aren't for, from them
2: Yeah, exactly. I feel like they're writing most of them now because they've grown and learned some, but still.
1: I think they have, but it seems like in country music. Mm-hmm. It, it goes both ways. Yeah, country music. Nashville is a songwriter city. Sure is. Yeah, it's if anything more than anything. Or Atlanta. Well, not not as much as as Nashville because Nashville's that's where the center of all music writing mm-hmm. is, music mm-hmm. capital of the world. And there's like some guys like you like back in the day, Clint Black would come out every single song he wrote. Mm. But see, with him, I think the problem was he burned himself out. He did so many albums of just his own stuff that. He did five, six albums and he was out of good material.
0: Oh, and
1: then either that or he, his popularity fell off and it wasn't as good. And he hasn't been as popular, but you know, country music has been very schizophrenic in the last 10 years as far as I'm concerned. It's evolved for but, sure. But then you yeah, got guys yeah, like George Strait who've been around, but listen, you got guys like George Strait who've been around mm-hmm. 30, 40 years, right? He, he never writes anything, but he's got a group of guys that he writes, that writes from all the time. Dean Dillon, Harlan, Harlan, um, uh, was his name? So he has a group of people that write all the time and he takes from them all the time. And when he would do any of his music, I mean, he's got guys from, they wrote on his first album that were writing on the last album he just did. Wow. And he picks from these guys and they bring out the exact songs that he, and he has, and some artists have songs that they know that they hear that song. Oh, that song is perfect for me. And there's some songwriters that they write songs specifically for people, and sometimes they don't, mm-hmm. and boom, they, they know that song.
2: Yeah. Dang. No, and it's um, like, um, that song's mine. You know The Way by Ariana Grande? Yeah. Written by Jordan Sparks.
0: Yes! Written and produced by Jordan Sparks, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's fantastic how like these artists can write their own songs and then... Mm-hmm. Have, give them just like, sell them to somebody else. Well, like,
2: I even noticed that with writing songs. Like, if there are songs that, if you're an artist and you, like, are writing your own, and singing your own music, great. But, like, if you write a certain song, I feel like, and you don't hear yourself singing it, then you'd be like, hey, I wonder if this person's looking for music right now. Yeah. Because, like, I wrote a song that I don't see myself singing, but I want to give to Marina at one point.
1: Oh,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: well, a perfect, a perfect example of someone that isn't exactly a great singer, but with a beautiful songwriter, John Prine. Yeah, John Prine, him and um, yeah. oh, well, there's another. He he's wrote he's written songs for everybody. Mm-hmm. A little bit. He didn't have the greatest singing voice. I mean, J J Cal is the same way. Yeah. Not exactly a great singing voice, but but they can write a song. So and, cool. oh, and like yeah. Eric Clapton's picked up on a lot of. JJ Cale stuff, but mm-hmm. then John Prine, he wrote "Angel Angel" of Montgomery, mm-hmm. oh, wow. which is a big Bonnie Raitt song, and and Susan Tedeschi has a really good version of it too, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a blues classic, but it when he sings it, it doesn't it doesn't have it he's got that kind of manly voice, and, but but see. I mean, he also passed away a little little while ago too, but yeah, don't be messing messing with the ghost of John Cryne. I don't wanna be haunted by that guy, dude. I take that
0: back, I take that back. But
1: but that's, (laughs) some of of the people that they they do that, and it's like they can write a beautiful song, but they just aren't exactly the the greatest stuff. That's why like some of the ones I was telling you about that George, like Dean Mm Dillon, he tried to be a a solo artist, He, it just didn't work for him. It just He mm-hmm. either didn't have the voice or didn't have the right persona or whatever, whatever it took. But then there was. But then he wrote all these songs and George Street became a big star because of him.
0: And then there's like people like Hootie and the Blowfish. And then you get Darius Rucker on his own and he's so good on his yeah. own. He took over fucking Wagon Wheel and right. that well, that's took a, off. That's a, that's a, that's a old, Bob
1: Dylan song. It's a Bob Dylan song that was the Crow? uh the Old, Crow. Old Crow Medicine Show took and did oh. it. Oh! It was like a throwaway thing that Bob Dylan did. It was like a little bit of a blurb and they took it and they made their own thing out of it. Okay. But it was a Bob Dylan song. Now there's another guy. Mm-hmm. Bob what, a, Dylan. What, a, what an incredible songwriter. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't say he's the greatest singer in the world, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he got that weird voice going. Oh <laughs> yeah, dear God. And, He's not exactly the greatest looking guy in the world, but he is, he is, uh, he is one of the, the, the... One of the greats. One of the brothers. No, he's one of the brothers too from... Uh, oh crap, what is it? That group he was in with all those other guys with uh, Roy Orbison and Tom Petty and uh, the Traveling Wilburys. He oh, okay. was in the traveling He's one of the only still remaining... Guys that are still live from traveling the little world, around, so.
2: Damn. There are been some <laughs> songs that uh, Carol King had before um, before she started doing her own stuff. Oh yeah, when well, she was, oh yeah, yeah, because
1: mm-hmm. she was married to a guy. She was married to before. Yeah, they were yeah, a big yeah. team. Very a lot of those thing. she allowed them mm-hmm. to a lot of the the like the R and B sing people were singing and stuff during then. A lot of the temptation songs. And then she know, took right? her own stuff. And yeah, they, they, came they wrote like, a musical she, about her too. Oh yeah, and Carol they're King. Doing it at
2: the JCC. Mm hmm. All right. And I will be auditioning for that because they got Temptations in there, all kinds that's of stuff. A, yeah, a,
1: Carol King is a, she's a on top of being a good singer too. She's a great. She was a great songwriter before oh, that. Song. I got tapestry to meet. is probably one of the best albums of all time. I, really? I got
0: to meet her. And when did you meet Carol King? Uh, New York City. Oh, when? You got
1: to be kidding me, dude. Uh,
0: so when we did our uh, choir trip, I forget which year it was, but we saw Beautiful, the Carol King uh, musical. Of course, you did. And she was there. Right. And she was I in the audience, and we got to meet her and say hi. Wow. They can't see <laughs> this respectfully. <laughs> I mean, it's also like. I, <laughs> it's it's a point where like I'm so starstruck I'm not gonna take a picture because I feel like I'm being disrespectful. I want to Same thing a Canadian, with right? <laughs> the year before when I got to see meet Gabriel Iglesias. Oh yeah, at, Iglesias. When he was at Radio City Music Hall, and that's I just crazy. I I said hi. He's like, hey, how you doing? We ha! a, we, yeah, we we hugged, and I'm like, oh my god, you're so awesome, you're so funny. He goes, oh, thank you, thank you so much. And then he walked off, and I'm like, I
2: what don't know happened? if I want a picture. I know. It's, like, it's hard. Like, I met some people in New York and I asked for pictures because, like, <laughs> like I wanted to be respectful and I get it, but I'm like, listen, once in a lifetime chance. Come it doesn't on. hurt well, to like, ask. Like, it doesn't hurt to ask. Well, like,
1: okay. Well, the worst and thing to say, say is, no, no respect I'm sorry, I don't, I, don't I don't do, do, do that. that. Then you yeah. say, fine. Hey, If you, be, like, a, if you be a nut and say, no, I want a picture, then, then, you're, yeah, then exactly. you're in trouble. But then you're in trouble. Here's, if you respect here's, them. Here's the thing with
0: Elvis. He performed with... Uh, Josh, Groban. Josh Groban, Jessica Vosk, Vosk yeah. who was Alphaba uh, on Broadway for a little bit, Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, Another movie. Wicked you too. were in the Jimmy Awards, Another great soundtrack When you were younger, yeah. and that was a fantastic oh, was experience. As it is, adult. you have connections. I do now. You've met that. fucking. Kristen
2: uh, Chenoweth doesn't mean I'm texting her. Every well, no, day. Well, you,
1: she's <laughs>
0: praised your voice. I doubt that one remembers me, but thank you. I no, no, it. you know. No, Stop I get, being you, humble I, get you, I get you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you have um, connections down in the in the Broadway world, which is fantastic. Uh, you, you, like we were talking about before, the original. Um, so I'm
2: doing a production of The Prom right now, which is a show on Broadway that won the Tony, as it should have. Won well, the Tony and, for Best um, Musical. Did it? No, it was nominated, but it didn't win. Oh, yeah, um,
0: that was that one No, band's visit. One band. so yeah, fucking band's well, visit.
2: Um, and uh, so I was down there for a rehearsal, and just, um, I walk in, and I'm also scared shitless, because I'm outside the rehearsal room, and I just hear Jessica Vosk and Scott Hoying from Pentatonix just blaring in the uh, rehearsal room, singing Hallelujah. And I'm like, oh my God, do I just step in? No, I just wait till the song ends. And there are these girls with their parents outside talking about them like, yeah, she was on Broadway, she's the Wicked, that's Scott Honey from Pentatonics. In the back of my head, I'm like, I wonder how they're gonna react when I just simply walk in <laughs> <laughs> and, just, ah. and just rehearse. But, um, so I walk in. I'm
3: like, who's that? Oh, my God. Wow.
2: No, for real. And Seriously. so I walk in and I see a group of people. I meet the director. I meet her. I meet him, and he's freaking tall as a giant. I think he's Scott? like yeah, yeah. He's like
0: six five, six five, six six, six, six around. He's tall.
2: Shake his hand. This gi- like hello, and he was sick too, which I think is bullshit because he sang that song beautifully. But um, I walk over. And there's this girl sitting there, and she looks familiar. But we're all having met. Ma- we all had masks on, so I do not want to assume it was her. So we rehearse. We do the song. Uh, We take a little five-minute break, we get a water break, and she walks up to me, introduces herself, and she goes, Hi, I'm not sure if you know who I am. My name is Caitlin. As soon as she said her name, I'm like, Shut the hell up. I was literally listening to you on the way up in the elevator. How are you? And she's like, no, 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 this is about you, don't even start, whatever. And so we meet up, we chat a little bit, we meet up after the after party, take a picture, and then she follows me on Instagram. And I'm like, okay, great. So I reach out to her after getting cast in the prom, which is why I was hoping I got cast in the prom, so I could do this really cool thing. Because uh, our high schoolers are being played by college students who are pursuing theater. And so I was like, wouldn't it be a nice little surprise if they got a video from the original Emma to show them for opening night, cool. so I messaged her a couple nights ago, and she replied instantly saying, "Oh my god, yeah, I'll
0: do that for you." I just showed in the video earlier, so. And it, it's fantastic. Night. It's the original person who played. Um, I keep forgetting her name. Emma. Name, Emma. He's in the prom.
1: Seconds, Three times. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Listen, I'm, I'm a little, there's a lot of names all over the place,
0: yeah. uh, but it's it's you. It's cool because you know people like that. You got
2: to meet people. It's down just there. like. And it, it's, it's weird. You always meet people like that, and you hope they're actually as nice as people think they are, because nothing hurt. They say don't meet your heroes for a reason. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. But um, that, that was her. And then there was Ariana, De, uh, Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose, yes. I got a picture with her before she won the Oscar for Randita in West Side Story, in which she she's, killed. She's awesome. Oh, she was fantastic. She's she, gorgeous, she, too, but she's yes, awesome. Yes, she is. And she was in Shpigadune recently too. That's right. She walked That's up.
1: right. I heard about that. Uh,
2: I walked up to her and she's like, "Oh my god, you were fantastic!" I'm like, thank you so much. Can I please have a picture? And she winced a little bit but said yes. Mm. And I was like, "Okay, great, thank you so much." And I started clamoring over her because it's, it's hard not to fangirl yeah. over somebody like that. Like, you are, you are you. You know.
1: And plus, she's like, she at the time she's probably one of the biggest. People oh, out yeah. there now. Oh, she's yeah. probably too. Yeah. been overwhelmed with some of the stuff. Oh, my I mean, God, yes. Yeah. Seriously. Fair, fair. Because yeah. she's, I mean, she's i mean, she's even done it. She, even um, the Tony, she just. Um,
2: she just hosted
1: it. She just hosted it, yeah. Oh, it's it right. Mom and I watched that. The other,
2: mine was she hosted it twice. twice. That first time, she did incredible. Yeah. That opening number was ooh, mm. catchy. I want the soundtrack for that opening number. <laughs> <laughs> because the same people who wrote that song were the ones
0: behind Six. Yes, with uh, Henry's ex-wives. So yeah, Six is a great musical too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a that's one where historical you get to meet, uh, you get to know a little bit more something about historical and uh, Henry the Eighth's six wives and how they that all came to be. Mm-hmm. It was the story of women emp- of empowerment, taking yeah. back all that stuff. Yeah, well, taking back cool. the stories. It's really too. good too.
2: Expensive as hell to see. Because you're paying for the actors and the experience, but also the lights and the technology mm-hmm. and all that stuff.
1: Well, so that's one of my problems like with Broadway. I think you know more people would probably want to see it if there was able that's to that. see it. If there was like a a Broadway. Channel or something. I know there might I mean, there, there is, is one, there but is, it costs a yeah. lot of money and stuff. It's like 40 bucks a I month. I mean, I would love to be able to just see a Broadway play every week or something. Once a month? week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just to check it out. Just to see. You're hearing all this stuff all the time. It's like with with Hamilton. It's like, oh, we talked. i already talked about this, and I'm like, I'll never get to New York City because I mean, half the country yeah. could never. 90% of the country could never get to New York City. Mm-hmm. Right. Either they live too far physically from it, or they just... Too much money. or afraid there's too much money to go to New York City. We're fortunate enough to live in the States, so it's not that yeah. much of a So it's not cost. easy, because yeah. from
0: California to New York, it's like 800 bucks 900 bucks for a plane Four. ticket. Yeah. yeah. So, like...
1: Then you're thinking you got to fly in, and then you got to find a place to Hotel, stay. Hotel. And then you got to get And then, they then they you got to get for the show. Yeah. yeah. See, so there's...
0: And that's what... Uh, Broadway lotteries are for. I didn't, I've done I've been the Broadway lottery a bunch of times. We got to see uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob for that. Yeah, that but, was... still, but
1: then you still got to be there to be able to do it though.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's the whole thing. True. It's like, and I think they could. I think they're especially now and nowadays when, especially when when there was the COVID stuff, they could have mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of these scenes, They could have done these shows. Recorded them
3: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: then put them right there, and then they could have made money and still had to have these people that still have jobs and stuff. Yeah, they could have really done that.
2: And if it, once it ended, if there's like a limited time, so one, people yeah. didn't lose their jobs. One, yeah. and two, a limited time. Okay, this is this that you guys can come and see it. I mean, to like, me, I it'd get be, like, yeah. to me, it'd
1: be a perfect way to to judge of a, a play if people like it if they like it seeing it yeah, yeah. Think, oh well this is one we want to definitely make sure it's here and stays here for a long time I mean Ooh.
0: that's what they do with off-Broadway stuff or like uh oh what was a strange loop in first where was strange loop oh, DC DC yeah they, they do something like DC and, and Georgia yeah, yeah, they and they place. do a yeah. test thing and see oh this is really nice they get the funding for it and they actually go to New York City like strange loop did mm-hmm. uh, and <clears throat> one Best Musical. Sure did. Right. But see, so, that's the thing about, because you get all
1: these original, yeah. like I would have loved to have seen Wicked with the original cast. With ah, Idina with Menzel and Christian Janowitz. Yeah. So I would have loved to have seen it. That would have been
0: awesome. That's one of the things I disagree with. I think we all hear their voices on the, the soundtracks that have already been oh, yeah. released. The original Broadway soundtrack. Okay, yeah. fine. It's awesome. They sound great. I personally would love to have seen Jessica Vosk as uh, Elphaba because she has a beautiful voice.
1: Right, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't see them. I'm just saying yeah. that the ones that make it, the, the ones that become famous, like I'm happy that we had to see... Hamilton mm-hmm. on Disney with the original cast. Yeah. oh yeah it was yeah, probably the last yeah. time that they were one of the last times they were ever together or they will ever be mm-hmm. together because I can I can go by and watch stuff now and you see, see David Diggs all over the place. Diggs is you everywhere see, like, you right see the, the girl the women on her all over the place you see them uh, shows, on in an opera right now uh,
0: the girl that plays Eliza is part of Oh, uh, like if you go to the movies and oh, you see, like, the, she's in, the other um, stuff. She's in Camelot right now. Is yeah. she? Yeah, oh, she is. sweet. That's mm-hmm. right.
1: She was on a, she was on a TV show, too. She was. She played uh, a judge. Or she played a, a lawyer in, a, in a Marines. Mm-hmm. She oh. played the, a lawyer in the Marines. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. I mean,
0: Leslie Odom Jr. is also doing a oh, lot of stuff right now, whether it be music yeah. or, just or acting. acting. Well, yeah.
1: He's, he's another guy that's kind of, like, taking it. I mean, he's been doing commercials, too. But yeah. But it everyone does commercial. now. Hey, it's good to. money. I mean, look good at money. Her, her did the same thing too. I mean, yeah, I love, I love she's that. Got
2: done like, doing um, Beauty and the Beast too with uh, oh yeah, she's oh, Groban. that. Looked
1: really, oh, I haven't wow. really yeah, cool. get a chance to see that. I it heard did. it was really good. Well, I think yeah. You can see it on Disney. I think it's still on. Right? That it's was on that
0: Disney, was Groban's. That was second show before before he died. Beauty and the live.
2: It's pretty much like the hybrid, a hybrid of like a live version and sub-movie. Yeah. They did that with the Little Mermaid. It was okay. I just didn't like the whole concept of it. If you're going to do it live, then do it live. Yeah, the, the way they did the life. Little
0: Mermaid live was kind of weird. They did but... the same for Beauty and the Beast.
1: But see, now for me, now when we're talking about Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the epitome of a great. Broad... That's one thing that got me. Oh, yeah! yeah and to Broadway. Because yeah, your mom now. and I went to see up in t- Toronto. Mm-hmm. And there at the mm-hmm. end of the whole scene where the. With the roses falling apart, and you see him. And he's floating in the air, and he air yeah. and it changes right in the middle of the air, and you don't see it. I'm like, what the hell? And that's I mean, one that of the me
0: away. most so. iconic transitions in Broadway history. In my opinion, mm-hmm. that is one of the most iconic ones. Next to Aladdin's Flying Carpet Listen. and Alpha, uh, Elphaba's Raising Up into the Air. So we
2: went to go and see both shows. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, they do this thing called Broadway Week now where you can get um, the price of two tickets for, uh, the price of two for one. Right. So we were able to see so many with that, so thank God they do that now. You still pay a lot, but it's better. It's probably worth yeah, it, yeah. Oh, it's working. definitely worth it. But first night we went to go and see Aladdin, and then a whole new world happens. Now me and Ian are looking so hard to see like a faint, like, little spark, like a shimmer of like the strings. Like Cause you string know there's there, them, right? Cause you know they're there, but you physically, you just cannot see them. You can't, so it you looks like see behind floating. it, there's nothing. There's no, nothing. No... They even like circled the stairs. I'm like, how is this possible? Even when they like fly off at the end, there's no strings. You just yeah. get up and I'm like, how? Yeah. I would love to just know like the technology behind that.
1: Well, see that's, what, some that's the one thing. Cause that was the first one that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. In Toronto with your mom—that's first time I ever really a real Broadway type of show that I've ever seen. Was, was that, that your Broadway cherry? It was really, yeah. Nice. Your mom brought me. It was the first time we brought it. <laughs> I mean, I've been—we've been up there before. We saw it in the Lion King. We saw right. Yeah. Uh, we also saw Rent up there too, which uh, Rent was ooh, so another, good. Another nice. Race.
0: That's that was Rent was my introduction to theater because too. Mhm.
1: But I got to see it up in Toronto. And I like it in Toronto. Was it, at the time Toronto was like a big place because the the Princess of Wales Theater to me. That's that is a Broadway place. That, that's a, that, if we had that in Rochester, it would be beautiful. Oh, instead, yeah. of that that, shit that, shit instead of that shit R- we have TV, now, no? which I don't like. I'm modeling it now. So I don't know what they going to do with that. You're it, putting though. lipstick on a pig. It's a piece of <laughs> shit. I'm sorry. We're I gonna, knew you're going to kick out of that. That was going to come up at some point today. Uh, <laughs> I'm like sorry, that. but you, know have lim- you have a limit. You have a limited footprint for that place. Yeah. You can only put so much make it so much nicer. Right. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to do something. I mean, there's it, right as it stands now, there's only one good place to sit. And yeah. it's that row halfway down. Yeah. Where there's no where there's a walkway. That's the only good place to sit in the whole place. Yeah. Them seats are terrible. I know that because I've seen I've seen concerts there, I've seen plays there, and stuff, and I've hated every time. The only time I've ever enjoyed a play going there, when we saw Kinky Boots there.
2: Kinky Boots. And I love yeah. Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots was my one of
1: my favorite things, because I loved the movie, and I loved the, the music off of it, mm. and I, I finally got to see the play there, and it was really great, too. I but was fortunate it's not to the see that original thing. cast, too,
2: with Billy Porter oh, in Oh, Jesus. Part. Billy Porter. Oh, oh my Billy God. Billy Porter's
1: one of my, I think this guy is one of the greatest guys. One of the greatest vocalists. Ever. Not just play. that, I just Ooh. think... I just I don't he wears some of the words fucked up clothes, but <laughs> God damn, who cares? She does it and he doesn't. So who fucking cares? So
0: it's Billy well. fucking Porter. He does
1: man. he does it with style. He's he says, the
0: Lady Gaga of the theater world. And he's I like that. he's like Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm gonna wear what I want
0: and says so what they want.
1: Should. yeah, as, you, sh- as you should because he's because he's a he's an example of what everyone how everyone should just live life. My dad's yeah. gay is showing. <laughs> I know. <page> show, <laughs> yeah.
2: Fun fact about Billy Porter that I didn't know of until last year, um, when Greece got its like third fucking revival or whatever, or like second one back then. He was the angel in the sky that sang the Frenchie, so that awesome. entire song was turned into a gospel let like, like big like, as and Billy Porter would like, of course you killed it. it. Yes, I course. listened to that so many times. I'm like, I wish. <laughs> I wish I had all an down. ounce of
1: talent. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, and that's that's one of the things I don't like about not being able to go up to Canada that much lately is because your mom and I would do that a lot. Mm-hmm. We'd go to some places up there and stuff like that. And yeah. It was fun. That was really yeah. Fun. I mean, when it comes because I wasn't going to be able to get to New York City. There's no right. way. I'm really mm-hmm. I I'm honest about it. I'm I have this fear of New York City and I can't get over it. And I'm, I don't need to get over because I don't really need to go there. I need to go there. If it was like one of you guys were in a play yeah. down there, I'd have to fucking go. But other than that. <laughs> It would have to be very circum very specific circumstances for me to be able to do it I mean I there's not only
0: musicals but like plays I know I, one of the plays oh, that oh. I've always wanted to see is uh Angel, oh, angels in America angels in America yes yes so good I did that for cold, please. Uh, I did it in purchase I did a, a monologue from it I got to read it and it was like one of my favorite
3: Favorite.
1: Well, even they had that. They had a thing on HBO that was HBO adaption. of it. It was pretty. Was pretty, it with Andrew
0: Garfield or was it with? Oh, no, yeah. um oh, it had
1: Garfield, I think. Okay, but Garfield. it was pretty. It was pretty dead on for what it was like on the play. So it's a
0: two. It's a two act show. Yeah. It's uh, it's a very intense two act show. Uh, and I don't know. There was one with uh, who played
1: Timon.
0: Why can't I think of his name? Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Yes. Nathan Lane was in Angels in America oh, as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and did a production which was hysterical. And plays have no. They don't get enough credit.
1: Yes. No, because they're, they're great. Yeah. Oh yeah, they are great. Yeah. The first one I've ever saw was up at MCC. It was um, Diary of Van Frank. Nice. Yes. But then since then I've seen a lot of Broadway or not Broadway, a lot of Shakespeare stuff too. I saw like, cause Huge. we had, we went up with the Brock part when we were in high school. We got to see, um, As You Like It. Nah. Nice. That was the, my first Shakespeare. No, that, that's and great. And then, then we, ended up seeing Othello too. Which, oh my yes, God, my yes. dream fucking show. Yep. Dude, I need to be Iago. Dude, Othello is one of, is my favorite It is. It is life. my favorite. Mm-hmm. The, everything oh. about it, the concept of it, how, I mean, the, how Othello gets sucked in by Iago's bullshit. Listen. It's just, it's great. My dreamcasting is him as he uh him as Othello, me as Iago. I need it.
2: You, I think, need I, it. you think I've got the chops for Shakespeare?
1: Yes!
0: <laughs> you do!
2: Well, I appreciate that, but Remember we went to go and see Middle
1: You could uh, do the more. You could sure, be a more. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure. There we <we'll> go. <laughs> um
2: Remember when we went to go and see Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, that the was the gorgeous publicator? in that black
0: box. Yeah, it was nice
2: the way they did it too. And the, <laughs> it was so modernized. That's why, like, it made it, like, they made it so. It was Shakespearean, but the way it was acted and the way
0: they played with the text. I'm just like, yup. I mean, we. It was for a class, and it's like you got extra credit if you went to, and I think it was one of the only classes that you and I actually had together. No, we didn't have a class together. I just tagged along. Oh, all right. Awesome. We went to go see Midsummer's Night at right. right. Yumi and the Sandro. Big, it was uh, the big theater? Public theater. The public theater. Yumi and Sandro. Uh, that long train ride. S- at least Sandra knew how to navigate it. Well, because Sandra's from New York City, thank so God. Yeah. Uh, thank but God it, was this, it was a it was a gigantic black box. It was very like cl- up close and personal with the actors too. It was so nice, and I feel like Shakespeare doesn't get enough love. And respect that he it, it should think yourself
2: to a Shakespeare in the Park um, show this I think they are, are um the company theaters doing Romeo and Juliet if you want to go see Romeo and Juliet they
0: are but I'm not a big fan
1: of Romeo and Romeo Juliet boring. I'm yeah so boring.
0: if I'm gonna see something it's gonna be Midsummer's Nights Othello Tempest I wish I saw when it was Ooh, when King they did Lear, it King, King, King Lear, Lear fan they just did that one too stick mm-hmm. they just did that the company theater too Sure did. I miss yeah. Shakespeare. No. And I know, no, and I know much this much is kind
1: up. of off the subject. We're talking about Shakespeare and plays, though. You know what? Star Trek. People that act on Star Trek is just like freaking Shakespeare. Because a lot of these guys yes. are Shakespearean actors, too. And mm-hmm. they've done all Shakespeare. And oh, they've got that yeah. same kind of I don't know, it's uh, gravitas sir, or something they're doing. Sir uh, Ian, well, Ian, Ian McCullough. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I Sir Patrick do. Stewart.
0: Huge. He's done fucking Hamlet. Well, and- he's.
1: Over in he's at the old you know in the old Wick over in the yeah. old back England so he's done a lot of that stuff God. But it's like all those guys that's all were, they ever did they had to do Shakespeare yeah. if you were a British actor you had to do Shakespeare yeah. period there's nothing I mean about. it was almost a requirement but even some of these guys that aren't British that are in Star Treks. You could see the sh- there's like Shakespearean kind of feel to it.
0: I mean, because they have like some sort of futuristic language, like f- future- futuristic vernacular, yeah, specifically yeah. with Star Trek. That has its very kind of, similar uh, to uh, Shakespeare, which I love how they incorporated that. And I'm just a
1: fucking nerd when it comes to Shakespeare. You know, I'm a nerd when it comes to Star Trek, so that's a different thing. Like that, but uh, I think this But getting back to music, where we we need to get we need to. And now with music, yeah. we're getting close to the end here. Yeah, uh, music has
0: had a, a large port is a large portion of our lives. Mm-hmm. Whether we're writing, listening, singing, uh, just being engulfed in exactly, yeah. Uh, so, from country music to hard rock to soft rock to reggae to blues to uh, gospel, gospel. I mean R and B. To R and B, there's so many different genres and types of music out there that connect with certain types of people. Uh, and if you're able to engulf yourself for just an hour in music, you're going to understand what we what we've been talking about right. mostly and that, today. And
1: that's the greatest thing about being in the country we because there's such a diverse form of music here. Yeah, I mean, let's face it: the blues are here from here, jazz is from here. Mm-hmm. If it was for that our music, we would probably more be boring, a more boring country than we already are. So <laughs> mm. without music, I think we would it would our culture would not be as diverse or as rich as it is now. Not at all.
2: Absolutely not.
1: And well before we end it though, I gotta I do have to make my little review last night of seeing Okay. my wife and I went to Tedesky oh, Trucks. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. We went to see Tedesky Trucks Band, which is my favorite band of all time. Yep. I've loved them since they've been, I've had every single album they've got. I've got all their vinyl. I've listened to everything they've ever done. I've got all this stuff. I'm a big fan of Derek Trucks when he was in his own band. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of uh, Susan when she was by herself. This wasn't one of the most incredible shows I've ever seen in forever. They came out, began with Woman to Woman from, it's it's, a, oh God, I can't remember the guy's name now. It's the guy that did, um, Oh no, crap, I can't remember his name. But it's it's a, it's a it's an old song, it's Joe Cocker, that's right. Joe right. Cocker's song. She came out and did that, and they started out. She's not singing it, heard they got a couple of the other side guys singing it, and she comes out. She's wailing on that fucking song. She's Ooh. like screaming, and it was like, it echoed through the whole place, man. It was a great place to see a concert with these guys. c is a fantastic And these, they've here, just yeah. kicked ass. Now, another thing, I got to see Ziggy Marlin. Now, Ziggy Marley, I've never seen it before. I've only listened to mm-hmm. some of his music here and there. You know, Melody Makers, Tomorrow People, That's the only kind of songs I've heard. I'm a big fan of Bob Marley's father. Right. Yeah. I can honestly say now that I've got to see... Marley sing "Get Up, Stand Up." Yeah, because oh, he did a version of this that fucking rocked. I'm telling you, I was I was almost getting up ready to stand up, and I can't stand <laughs> up that good. I wanted to stand up. I'm Jum- sing. Let me try. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was moving in my 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 scooter chair. That's for sure. Yes, oh, your mother. Because it was <laughs> like a baby in a high rocking, chair. Man. He had some. <laughs> they had some chunky fucking music and chunky guitar playing in that. Ooh. Their bass playing was. Kick Ooh. ass! So like that one concert just made me a fucking Ziggy Marley fan, and I'm yeah. getting, I'm getting, I'm trying to get getting all his music, music out. Out. because I just love that song. But "Love Is My Religion" is a great song. Uh-huh. And I was like, I had never heard this song before, and I'm like, this is my song. I love this song. It's this like, is Jesus. my this is my
0: personality now. Seriously, <laughs> because it's just
1: it, it was it was incredible too. I mean, and he they, he had two backup singers with dancers too, and they were two beautiful black women. One is one chick had like shaved side of her head and she had this dread that went down to her ass. Nice. I mean, she was swinging around, they were jumping and dancing. They were going out there rapping and shit. It was like unbelievable Damn. how good it was. It was, and I was like, I told my I told my wife after they were off and done, I was like, I could leave now and I'd be happy. Nah, I could die be happy. So <laughs> trucks is my favorite band and if I never saw them, I would have been happy. That's wow. how great that show was with them. But the Tedeschi Trucks, I mean, we were, they. she did, they did, I Am The Moon, which is off the new album, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite things, and your mother actually loves that song too, which is because I played it, I played it enough where she loves it enough too. <laughs> but it's just like with any Tedesky Trucks stuff, like you and your sister, no, that that first album, The Revelator, uh-huh. I played play the fuck out reef. of that. You guys know all of them, you guys know, that you heard the songs, you yeah, know the songs. We know the songs. But they, she sang, they sang a couple songs from there, and they sang did a lot of Did they sing songs. Uh, Loving You Easy? No, they didn't do that. Oh! But they did the song from the, song. the commercial anyway, but that's anyhow, yeah. that's the one that's on the commercial that she's in she's, now too. But <laughs> it was incredible. And then Derek, Derek Trucks, is the best slide guitar player of all time, period. No, no one can say anything. You could say Dwayne Allman was great. You can say anybody else was great. Fuck you. He is not. <laughs> he is the greatest. Derek Trucks is the greatest slide guitar player to play a guitar ever, period. End of discussion. Damn. That's how cool it was. I mean, it's like, I love having the, the band with the, with the double drummers. That's fucking awesome. You got oh, horns yeah. on one side, you got sing- backup singers on the side, and they're singing, and then there's a song that they're doing, and I think it's, a, it's another, maybe a and the Family Stone song. But each of the backup singers, boom, 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 they're singing. Fucking solos to the whole thing, and uh, the woman, the 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 woman backup singer that they have, I should say, there's a, she's a member of the band because this is the Tedeschi Trucks Band, but it's only a name only. It's not because Susan's the only singer on that band, you know. Dave, the other, the the. the uh, Keyboard player mm. is he's a, he was a solo artist before he became he joined the band because he just wanted to be in this band because he loved this band. Wow! And he's an incredible singer. And him and Susan have great voice back and forth. I mean, I'm the moon and gravity. Gravity was a fucking mm. kick-ass song where he and him and her are going back and forth. She's over here, he's over here, and she's doing her licks and he's doing his, and I'm back and forth. And then when the backup singers, they let the, some backup singers. They don't let them. They come out and they sing. The one guy who used to be, I think he used to be the lead singer for Derek Trucks' band when they were a band, when he was at his band. He came out and he sang a couple songs by him, just him. Wow. With, with the backups and everything, singing with yeah. him. But he's got an incredible voice. And then the two other backups were out there doing their solos. And it was like, wow, that got to me got the biggest, the biggest ovation. Because that, that song went on forever, but you didn't feel like it. Because he was like, he's singing his song and he's going, and then she jams on. She's ripping the whole house down. I mean, everyone's like screaming. Everyone's hands are up and everyone's up and standing and screaming. The only bad thing I can say about the whole concert is there was way too much ganja in the room, in the place. (laughs) And I was okay. outside. What do you expect when there's a Marley there? A Marley, and I then Todesky I, trucks. I, I told your mother the same thing, but it was—it <laughs> got a little overwhelming at the time. And I, mean, I was—I mean, you know me; I can't hold my shit. No, I know. And but it was—it was getting to the point where my throat was getting sore from it. It was just so Yee. wow. It was so much, but but it, luckily where we were sitting, because I, I was in the handicap area, which was just like roll up to it. It was a good breeze, through it. so I every mean, once in a while you'd get a good breezing and it would take it away and stuff. But okay. that's the only bad thing about the whole night was that part of it. And actually, getting to my seat was kind of a little bit of a little bit of a hassle. A little bit of a hassle because I had to take this real steep thing up on my scooter, Your mother had to push me almost to get oh up. But other than that, it was there was some other stuff, but it, it wasn't that bad. Of a I mean, overall, it was yeah, a it was a great experience. To me, for it was yeah. probably the. I'm going to say this because was the best concert I've been to in 10 years. And it's the truth. Cause last time I was at, at CMAC was when we went to go see Big and Rich and that was there too. So oh. that was one those, But this one, this one has been the probably the best one I've seen in probably 20, 30 years concert. Mm. And I'm not saying honest I've seen a lot of things. I've seen Brad Paisley. I've seen Daryl. A Rocker. lot of people. We've seen, I mean, I've seen the judge back in the day too. And it's like, this was the, yeah. And i we've seen your mother and I have seen Tedeschi Trucks before. We've seen them at the Auditorium Theater, which that room did not do them justice when they were there. But this was their first tour. I went to see them on the first, oh, the second tour, and they didn't. They had no backup. No, no. They were no out there nothing. for the whole two hours. Wow. Okay. And they were. They had so much materials because with Derek, you got mm. stuff from the Derek Trucks band. You got stuff from from her stuff plus they got stuff from Almond Brothers they bring in stuff mm-hmm. like that and that's what I like about Tlenski Trucks you're not getting the same shit every time even it's if you look at every if you time. look at their playlists from different cities and even in this even in this this tour every other city is a whole different whole different Ooh. there's certain songs they hit every time but then in between there's all different like you get anything from a and family stone song to a Joe Cocker song to a uh, Almond Brothers song and that's it it was that's how good they are and then they're probably the best I would say the best jam band out there right now. And when they're done with this tour, they get to go to Japan. Oh and they're my God. finishing they're finishing their tour in Red Rocks for two nights. That's insane. That's th- to me, that would be the ultimate get: is to be able to see them in Red Rock for two nights in a row. That would be great. Because you know you're going to go to both shows and they're going to be completely different. Yeah, they're for sure. Different. And all I can say is that I'm very happy I got to see this. Thank you to my wife for making sure I got tickets. Making sure I got my ass there, and make sure that everything was worked so I could make it possible for me to sit in the place and, and enjoy it. And I very much enjoyed it. Well, hopefully,
0: so. she doesn't get mad at you still for not remembering the wedding song. <laughs> no,
1: she won't. She won't get pissed off because I. Because I. But she'd be more pissed off that I told people she was on She was more worried about the song. <laughs> uh,
0: so. That that's going to conclude uh, our episode today. Thank you so much, Elvis, for joining Thank us. Thank you, Elvis. Thank you. For uh, do me. you have anything that you'd like to say as a closing statement, promoting yourself, however you want to? Um,
2: sure. Uh, Inform, do uh, come well. check out the prom, the musical at the JCC, uh, August tenth through the twelfth, I believe. Okay. Uh, the second weekend of August. If those dates are not correct, uh, also come check out Hitmakers at the JCC. Also next year around February. Uh, and just be on the lookout for some stuff So I've got some music dropping soon.
0: So Elvis Green Jr. on anywhere that you have music, uh, Apple Music, hey, Apple. Spotify. Just search my name, you'll find me. Elvis Green Jr. And without further ado, my name is Alex and I'm signing off. This is Warren
1: signing off. This is have a well. <laughs> yeah, go ahead ah, through, that's that's Elvis
0: Green Jr. signing off.
1: Have a good night! Adios! Yeah!